The Loose Cannons Podcast is a free-form discussion about film that contains mature language, such as poop and titty, and descriptions of mature situations, such as filing taxes and raising children. We do not have any concern for spoilers, so if you haven't seen the film or films we are discussing and don't want to have the twists ruined for you, please watch the film before listening to the podcast. Maybe I'm amazed at the way you love me all the time. Maybe I'm afraid of the way I love you. Maybe I'm amazed at the way you pull me out of time. You hung me on the line. Maybe I'm amazed at the way I really need you. Hey everyone, it is not another Loose Cannons podcast coming at you. It's our first Loose Cannons mini-sode, something we've discussed for a while, and Basil and I decided to do today very much on a whim. Yep. <laughs> we saw the same movie, and we were like, hey, you know what we like doing? Podcasting. <laughs> yeah. We should do that. Mm-hmm. And that movie is... 2018's Fifty Shades Freed, directed by James Foley. Um, I believe neither of us have seen any of the other Fifty Shades movies. <laughs> I actually saw <laughs> I saw the first one on video uh, when I was pretty drunk, so I don't remember very much of it. But uh, <laughs> but I did not see Darker, the the one that Mitchell will defend very strongly. Yeah. Probably the most strongly he'll defend a movie he gave two and a half stars to. Yeah. <laughs> he likes to do that. Same Anyways. with Power Rangers. Those two and a half star <laughs> movies. Um, so, why don't you tell us what happens in this movie, Basil? Alright. Uh, so, it starts off Anna and Christian Grey get married. Um, and then, um, fairly quickly and unknown to me, at least guy wants to hurt them real badly, wants to ruin their lives. And so the basic plot of the movie is Anna and Christian trying to navigate their new marital status, figure out, uh, where the boundaries of the relationship are and how that they're married, uh, while also trying not to get killed by a sociopath i guess that's basically a different sociopath yep (laughs) than the one that she's married to right (laughs) this isn't uh um sleeping with the enemy quite (laughs) uh what'd you think so yeah like for the whole credit sequence i was like man this is great. I hope that this is the whole movie. Just every third shot, they're in a new location, and every other shot, Dakota Johnson's wearing a different outfit. Like, mm-hmm. they're like getting married, so she's in her wedding gown, and they're like, let's get out of here. And then she changes into her wedding suit, <laughs> and then they're on a plane, and they're getting off the plane, and she has her fancy Parisian nightwear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she changed on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then she's like walking upstairs at a hotel and she's wearing a dress. And I'm like, wait, did she change in Paris somewhere? Right. 
Um, and I was like, man, this movie was just 45 minutes of Dakota Johnson wearing cool clothes. I could really get behind it. But sadly, it's not that. Um, and, uh, you know, like everyone else, uh, Jamie Dorton is a big, dull dud and mm-hmm. uh, an abuser, uh, which makes it a lot harder to enjoy the fun or funny parts of this movie, in my opinion. So, yeah. It's fun for about 15 minutes, and then most of the rest of the movie is kind of a drag. Yeah, I was a little, I feel the same way. I, I was a little nervous when you texted me before the podcast that you got the runtime wrong and you're like, wow, that was the fastest two hours of my life. Cause I was thinking that was one of the longest hour and 45 minutes of my life walking in, knowing the running time. Uh, I think that, um, I feel basically the same way. Like it doesn't go far enough to be like campy and enjoyable, except in very small doses. And, uh, there's nothing uh, about the aesthetics that are, very interesting at all like it just looks like an episode of a television show and then sometimes like a car commercial so i was like (laughs) this is this is boring to look at and i'm not really on board for this relationship as much as you know dakota johnson obviously tries to infuse it with a little bit of i'm putting my foot down christian like (laughs) um yeah yeah and this one she's wild Compared to what I assume her character is yeah. like in the first Yeah, in the two. first one, she's just kind of bumbling. She's like, I show my boobs wherever I want. <laughs> but uh, I don't know about the second one. Maybe that was her big uh, awakening into quote-unquote self-actualization by whatever this universe's rules are. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> um. Yeah, and this is something that Patrick mentioned when he originally uh, dishonorably mentioned it on the, like, 2014 end-of-the-year podcasts. Um, But no Jamie Dornan D. Get to see a lot of Dakota's J's. No Jamie D. That's that's not right. Especially when I'm going to show boobs just way too much. Like, made me feel uncomfortable. Like, the first couple times I was like, oh, this movie is, like, a little porny. That's, mm-hmm. like, kind of fun. Like, you know, it's lascivious, but in a way that's, like, steering into it, where it's, like, self-conscious. And I'm like, okay, no, this is a little too much. <laughs> yeah, and I would say, actually, that the movie is an improvement over the original in that regard. Like, I think it was a lot more lopsided. At least this movie has, like, a few, like, kind of real intense close-ups on his chest and stuff but uh but yeah, yeah. some butt shots and the uh ice cream scene licking it out of his stomach hairs but uh yeah i uh yeah i was uh, uh, more or less on the same page in terms of that like it was it was more like i think i never reached the point of being uncomfortable but i was just like this feels funny because I was just like leaning back in these reclining chairs at the theater that I go to and I'm like kind of leaning one arm on 
on my <coughs> thing and sipping from like a huge soda and I was like this doesn't feel like the appropriate context to be looking at this many boobs <laughs> yeah the part when she's licking ice cream off of his pubes I was like okay so I'm just watching yeah. in a public space now that's just something that <laughs> I'm doing mm-hmm. so that was fun and Oh, and I wanted to say about the the cars is, man, I wish they had gotten, like, a second unit director or someone to, like, direct those parts well because uh, one of the few points in the movie that I like is um, when they realize mm-hmm. they're being tailed and uh, Anna is driving the car and he's like, lose them. And she's like, seriously? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, <laughs> lose them. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I hope this scene kicks ass. But then it's just like a couple long shots of cars driving yeah. moderate speeds <laughs> from one yeah, side Yeah, it of the looked like they the were other. going maybe like 35 miles an hour. It was really boring. <laughs> you know, I was like, that was disappointing for how well those two actors delivered the lines yeah. of that moment before then. That's Got true. Really I was like, ooh, chase scene. This could be exciting. But yeah, that was exactly what I was referring to in the car <laughs> commercial thing. It's a lot of like swooping around a curve or whatever. And I was just like, this doesn't feel like a chase. <laughs> yeah. This feels boring. <laughs> and? That's, uh, I don't think it even lives up to the standards of car commercials because car commercials, they yeah, normally true. go faster. I didn't notice that. <laughs> uh, and? What was I going to say? Oh, uh, I mean, this is sort of a non sequitur type, but like, I mean, the whole subplot with the other guy, I was like, why is this even in the movie? Is like, they clearly couldn't think of something to like the problems between the two of them to stretch it out to like a full hour and 45 minutes or a full book, I guess, if it's the same plot in the E.L. James novel. I was like, this doesn't have any effect or like like interesting parallel between like whatever the A plot is of like their new marriage and her trying to stake out her own place in it or whatever. Yeah, it's uh, unintentionally funny to me how like it gets wrapped up really quickly and then I'm like okay i mean i guess they introduced that to like shake things up but now it's gone and then it comes back and then it gets wrapped up (laughs) just as quickly again (laughs) and because i was in a different headspace than you in the movie i was like is it gonna (laughs) come back a third time and get wrapped up really quickly again like what this seems like the end of the movie but in my brain head time yeah it it shouldn't be there should Uh, be like 20 minutes left (laughs) but yeah, I mean, that was the stuff that was most like a TV show to me, where I was just like, okay, it's just like a bunch of cops like driving to this yeah. thing, and there's someone tied up, and I was like, this is like the end of like every episode of whatever like detective thriller show, and then just goes away, and it's not important at all. And... Yeah, this is a very minor complaint in a sea of complaints, but uh, police should know in that type of situation to have yeah. their sirens off as they're 
driving to the location where the person, uh, unstable yeah. person with a hostage There's is. Like a... <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> Gonna announce her uh... presence from minutes away. She's gone to all these great lengths to not involve the police, and they're like, hmm, she probably didn't do that for any good reason. Let's just blaze in there. <laughs> yeah. And they don't matter, just like in real life. She's already got things it's handled real. by the time they arrive. Uh, <laughs> they probably didn't even take her to the hospital. Yeah. They're like, we're not an ambulance. Go for it, husband, <laughs> Mr. Gray. <laughs> yeah. Um, the baby stuff. No. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I was gonna say like I almost like I ended up not hating this movie. Just like sure was bored during it, but uh, I came really close to hating it at that point. Uh, like I. I dropped it in my rating system. I dropped it two full points when I thought that that guy right. kicked the fetus to death. <laughs> I was like, I don't want this in this movie at all. Mm -hmm. You've completely missed what I'm going for as a viewer here. But then the fetus wasn't, uh, hadn't been accidentally right. terminated. So I was like, okay, I'm back on yeah. as bored as I was before. That's fair. <laughs> I, uh, I, I follow a similar thing. Because I was slightly worried that that's where it was going as well, and but then also, I don't know. Like, it's a very strange, and I mean, obviously conservative. This movie has very conservative politics in general, uh, but I was just like, hmm, this is very yeah. strange that like, you know, all this kink stuff, like butt plugs are fine, but like abortions still a no go. Like, you still can't do that even when both yeah. people are like Definitely. openly being like, hmm. I'm not ready to do this yet. <laughs> She's like, I'm not ready either, but I'm going to do yeah. it anyway. We're both going to do it together. <laughs> <laughs> and the little heartbeat thing, I was like, Ugh. that. I thought that's what you were going to say when you're, that was the yeah, part where I was like, totally. mm, you get this out of here. Oh, yeah. I didn't like that part either, for sure. That probably was like, if I were to narrow a moment when it dropped from like two and a half stars, mm -hmm. which is what it was for most of the movie, to, to so solid two stars was that part when I was like, oh, right, this is fan fiction, but yeah. fan fiction of Mormonism. So, <laughs> every life is precious. Yeah, yeah, every sperm is sacred. When a sperm is wasted, God gets quite irate. Um, the joke that I was going to make my review, which I can now make on this podcast was, uh, yeah, I felt like this movie had like a little something like though, maybe if you made the guy like a little less sociopathic and a little more charming and maybe recast him as someone like Ryan Gosling, added a couple <laughs> of musical numbers, maybe instead of being rich, so you could take that privilege angle out, they were both like kind of poor and struggling and like. You know, it was about how you can be somewhat attracted to and nostalgic for something that's not good for you, but understandable. You might, be, <laughs> you might have something there. <laughs> I'm with it. I could. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know exactly how to unpack, like, 
their relationship. Every conversation, I was like, these are the wrong parts of this disagreement to be fighting about. Like, these aren't... <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can't remember exactly when it was that um, I stopped feeling this way, but for like the first 30 minutes, I was like, you know, if a really rich person wanted to like give me a list of rules but then would like fly me off to aspen with my friends like i might be down for that relationship right. for like at least a little while like a couple years but then there was a certain point at which there was something that he said to her where i was like no nope, never mind i wouldn't be into that <laughs> i couldn't do it <laughs> i i couldn't submit myself to abuse in order to right enjoy yeah especially benefits. when they look so boring like every time they're like doing something that's supposed to look yeah. cool it looks stupid like that they're flying <laughs> off in the private jet and i was like this is gross and then they're like on the sea do in paris and i was like this looks boring <laughs> and then even the fast car we already talked about i was like none of these look that exciting it actually the only part that did is in the flashbacks at the very end or whatever and there's the glider from the first one yeah. i was like oh yeah that glider scene was kind of fun <laughs> yeah but. um how'd you feel about uh anna's defensive privilege towards oh, yeah. the end of the movie when he was like oh man you know this guy and i grew up in the same home maybe if he had been adopted and i hadn't i would have grown up to be him and she was like no you're a nice person. You deserve yeah. all your success. You came from privilege, <laughs> but you made even more privilege out of it. That was your doing. <laughs> I like that she was wrong on both counts. Like, yeah. He's not a nice guy, and <laughs> yeah. he doesn't deserve this. <laughs> yeah, when he brought that up, I was like, Anna. immediately I was like, oh, this might be kind of interesting, but I bet she's going to hand wave it away immediately. And then I was right. So I was like, yep, that's that's where this movie's at. She's just bringing it up so that she can be like, no, I know you deep inside. You would have been a nice person no matter where you grew up. <laughs> Wasn't that the theme of Inglorious Bastards too? We both took a drink at the same time. That was good timing. But. <laughs> well, I saw you doing mm. it, and it made me want to do it. So yeah. I was like, it's a good idea yeah. for a mini said Drinking Just sounds. <laughs> the two of us not talking. Be avant-garde. Um, but, damn, there was one thing I was going to say about the... Here's a very small note. Um, I don't believe that either of these actors has ever cooked yeah. for real in their lives because neither of them know how to like interact <laughs> with food. <laughs> like the way she serves him the steaks and the way that he indicates that like his sauce or whatever that he's making isn't working is like not how right. humans like stir things or pick things up. And I was like, either they're incredibly self conscious about this for some reason or they just don't know how cooking. Yeah, works. doesn't she grab the steaks like <laughs> on the sides with the tongs? I was like, that's a terrible way to hold the steak. Like you're gonna drop it very easily. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about that is wrong. But he could get used to that. 
Yeah, the yeah. servant made me very uncomfortable. Like, she has that long dialogue scene with her where she's like, no, you do whatever you want, Mrs. Gray. Could you not call me that? No, of course, I have to call you that. <laughs> yeah that was another fight that had no real resolution i mean obviously she took the name gray she kept answering Mm -hmm. to it for the rest of the movie but she was like you know in my work i need my own name and like a separate Mm -hmm. you know identity from you like i need a wife besides just you and (laughs) she was like we should talk that out but then the psychopath nope. shows up, as they never do. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, and I mean, I guess it's like pretty typical for romance, whatever tropes. But like when it's running into this like sort of uh, twenty eighteen attempt to be semi woke, like I'm my own person thing, it really doesn't work when they're like the especially at the end like she's like you're my whole world and that's like exactly what he wants to hear and then he starts crying for the first time in his life and (laughs) i was like this isn't a thing to yeah i mean that's that's not a healthy relationship be like oh we are codependent yeah in fact the um that part is like maybe the grossest part and like kind of gross movie because like even though christian isn't like the one who abused her in that scenario like the point at which their relationship hits their peak is when she is like her most literally Mm -hmm. in pain and vulnerable and it like there's like an unintentional undercurrent of like right this is what i like (laughs) yeah i like when you're weak I can take care of you. And, yep. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> and the, the, one of the things that made me the most sort of bothered or slightly upset during the movie was that the sort of like uh, revenge sex part with the vibrator was like by far the most yeah. like, like sort of... Uh, intensely shot of all the sex scenes and i was like this isn't cool you can't make the the part that's like gross even by her standards <laughs> like the quote-unquote sexiest part of the movie that's upsetting i don't like that one bit yeah and uh, um the other revenge sex part of the film is very like tossed off it's just like something that people mention it's like oh yeah he blackmails all of his assistants with uh, sex tapes yeah. that he films without their consent and I'm like what <laughs> that's just something that people right, just like casually mention there. well <laughs> she was helping him get away with maybe murder because of this thing that he <laughs> I mean I guess it unintentionally underlines how horrible right. that idea is that this person who ostensibly likes Anna is willing to like almost mm-hmm. murder her but yeah I and that guy I, I'm assuming he's in the second one but uh, and he may even be in the first I can't remember at all but he really has like one note like when he's like walking out of the after the bail hearing he like sees her <laughs> and he like stares at her uh, I like 
was like <laughs> completely convinced he was gonna say something like "I'll see you later." Like that was like at the level that I was expecting <laughs> that character to be, or like uh, like that. He is in darker, ah, but not so gray. He, they must have introduced him in that movie to juice up the boring plot of whatever they came up with for them in that. Uh, yeah. Um, it reminded me, that courtroom scene reminded me of um, uh, the really terrible Sally Field movie, Eye for an Eye with Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Eye for an Eye. My mom loved that movie, so I've seen it like a ton of times as a child, but it's like a really gross movie where he's a murderer and a rapist, and he gets off on a technicality, this broken justice system, letting horrible people free so that she can murder him later. Yep. She has to get revenge. Um, yeah, and of course the scene after that, uh, you know, underlines one of the great truisms of film and television which is that a woman is never allowed to throw up without being either yeah. a drunk or b pregnant <laughs> classic classic yep. cinema language <laughs> it's like oh she's grossed out by this situation she threw up and then, like, she looks at herself in the mirror, and I was <laughs> like, oh, she's pregnant. <laughs> it's like yeah. a stupid movie. <laughs> and that doctor. You've been skipping your shots. <laughs> and that was weird that, I mean, I don't know. Like, since she's talking about kids the whole time, it, I was very worried that Christian was just going to assume she, like, skipped the shot on purpose. Like... But so I was glad that it didn't go there. Oh. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thankfully. But also, like, given his behavior in all other situations, I kind of didn't believe it. Like, like he just walks into her work when she's just, like <laughs> having a meeting with an author, and he's like, "Oh, your door was closed. That's a real handsome guy there." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, and the thing that he's upset about is that she hasn't changed her email address <laughs> yeah. to his name yet. I thought for sure there was going to be a secondary complaint, but he was like, I sent an email to Anna Gray and it returned no address. Yeah. And I was like, that's it? <laughs> that's the thing also, that you're like, what about? a weird, I mean, like, you know, obviously, like, what was he emailing her about? Like, instead of texting, like, that's just like a relationship <laughs> yeah. test that he came Dick up picks. with. He's like, I got to find out whether or not she's changed her email address at work yet. Like, that's a really important <laughs> step she needs to be taking right away in this relationship he would be super mad at me like sometimes it takes me like six months to a year to change my address yeah like certain forms it's like still getting mail delivered to my parents until they called me up and they were like if we get any more mail delivered to our house we're just throwing it out and i was like okay yeah my my old roommate moved out like i think like five months ago now and uh, I still get his mail all the time he hasn't done a forwarding address or let anybody know it's fun I mean I don't actually care but you know like <laughs> that is exactly the kind of thing that I would take forever to do I mean I, I had a whole fiasco <laughs> with my phone because uh, 
I never got around to changing my um, email address hooked up to my phone's account so away from my Portland State email. Like, and then I got locked out of that email because I wasn't a student there anymore. And it's a big pain in the ass, but I could have changed that in like probably like 30 seconds. And I just never did. No way. Yeah. So yeah, my major takeaway from this movie is someone should make a movie where Dakota Johnson wears yeah. a lot of cool clothes. <laughs> Maybe involve ghosts who text her That'd somehow. Be fun. I uh <laughs> like movies where yeah. people wear cool clothes. And I like that. How do you feel about the clothes? Mm-hmm. That was the only thing that it, yeah, not necessarily his. I mean, his were okay, but yeah. hers were better. Uh, way better. And, I mean, uh-uh. I loved her wedding yeah, suit. Yeah, it was good. It was too bad that it was only, like, when two shots or like whatever. A, yeah. Came out in, like, a very, like, modern, white, like, Murphy Brown style suit. It's, like... Yeah. Postmodern Murphy Brown, like instead of shoulder pads, yeah. have, like triangles. <laughs> Lower cut shirt. It's a good look. But, uh, yeah, I think my biggest takeaway from this was that I sort of wish I had a rain shower. They seem pretty cool. <laughs> pretty wasteful, <laughs> but pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like that they're like uh, living in that apartment and it's like at first you're like oh it's just one scene now they're gonna move into this house and then the house yeah. never comes up again <laughs> they just stay in the apartment for the rest of the movie and I was like that was a weird yeah. <laughs> introduction and they make a big deal out of it but it's just like uh, you know yeah it's kind of a big mm-hmm. part of the trailer too like that scene is like a you know 20 seconds of like a minute and a half trailer is like her being like don't talk yeah. to my husband that way and i was like oh is this going to be a continuing storyline no. yeah and the the implication that <laughs> he's gone. cheating with the uh, that his brother is cheating with that woman is also dropped very quickly like she sees them together having just like some kind of business meeting and her being slightly flirtatious like she was with Christian, and then she just never appears in the movie again, and then the brother, like, proposes the, <laughs> in the next scene. Yeah, I think the implication was that she was the one helping mm-hmm. him pick out the ring yeah. for some reason, because he oh, said that right. he had a friend help him. Yeah. But it wasn't a strong implication. Yeah wasn't teased out in any meaningful way but yeah I think that's yeah it yeah not a lot to discuss it's not a Mm -mm. not a dense movie (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had had Mm -hmm. more fun with it kind of somewhere 30 to 40 minutes into it I was like still trying to have fun and the movie was forcing me not have any more fun (laughs) yeah i feel like uh it's weird like 
my memory of the first one was that it ended up being kind of bad, but that it started off in like an interesting place where it seemed like it was kind of leaning into the more campy aspects of it. And I was like, oh. And then I had heard that the second one like did it even more. Is it the same director? Did James Foley do this one? And okay, yeah. So now I have trouble. I can't remember the name of the woman who directed the first one, but there's a woman who directed the first one, and then they got. Is James Foley a man or a woman? I assumed a man, but I guess I'm pretty sure James Foley is a man. I I remember hearing that uh, some people were disappointed that the that a male director was taking over the reins yeah. but um yeah i can't remember her name he also did glenn gary Glenn ross and nice beer. classics beer comes up on doug loves yeah. movies a lot but yeah um the original i can't remember her first name but um she's married to aaron taylor johnson so yeah sam sam taylor johnson there They did the dual name thing. That was cool of them. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like it. it. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this first mini-sode, which was the length (laughs) of a normal podcast. No. Our, our other episodes at the length of a normal podcast. This was mm-hmm. a relatively short one. Um, if you're enjoying listening to the podcast, please subscribe using your podcast listening application. Give us a five-star rating review on iTunes. And uh, like I mentioned on the last one, we've got a video coming out this Friday that you'll be able to check out on our Vimeo or on our website, miscannons.net. And uh, we have a Patreon now that Patrick set up for us. So if you'd like to pay us for the work that we do, because you enjoy it, you can do that now at patreon.com slash loose cannons. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.